and welcome to the Circle 5 podcast. My name is Mallory Patrick Pollard. I'm an artist living in Los Angeles, California. Circle 5 is a podcast dedicated to conversations with artists and creative professionals where we discuss the topic of work, life, and creative balance. From my personal experience, I believe that there are five different circles of relationships or circles of social interaction that exist inside the life of every artist. And I'm curious to know how my guests manage them in their day-to-day lives. As always, I feel so fortunate to speak with artists who are longtime friends or new acquaintances. For this episode, I have the pleasure of talking with Kristen Johansson. She's an actor and more specifically, a voice actor from here in Los Angeles, California. Kristen, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the podcast. We, we got it going, finally. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, it's so good to see you. Thank you for joining me. For My pleasure. Yeah, and um, we'll do a quick version of our meet cute story and how we got to know each other. Oh, okay. As with most of my connections in Los Angeles, <laughs> and you were my rideshare passenger. Yes. Do you remember what year that was? I don't remember. Oh my gosh, it was years ago. It, I mean, it was before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And the quick version, as it usually happens, we had a really tremendous heart to heart during her ride. Yeah. And found we had so many things in common, even though we come from different backgrounds, and for some reason we have this like kinship and this kind of familiarity with one yeah, another. That's so, right away. Yeah. So it's it's been a, a great to know you and getting to know you. And there's some things that I'm sure we'll talk about in the episode that that do link us and some things that we do have in common. Thanks again for agreeing to be a guest on Circle 5. And today we're going to do something that's new for the podcast. We're going to do a short form episode of the podcast. I also should mention that this is the first live recording that both Kristen and I have ever done for a podcast. So this is an audio only podcast for now, but there's going to be some selfies on social media that show we are in a very confined space. (laughs) It's very close quarters. Yeah. It's like a closet (laughs) studio that my friend created and it works really well. And we are the maiden voyage for two people. In this booth. Yeah. So good thing we're friends. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, close quarters. let's go ahead and shout out that friend. Her name is Poonam Basu. Poonam Basu. And she is also a voice actress. And we are so grateful to her for having her share her space with us. Yeah, she's awesome. So again, we're going to do a short form episode today. It's going to be something that's obviously a little quicker to listen to. And it's going to be much more about your present life, Kristen, because Mm -hmm. the longer episodes of Circle 5 have been way more biographical. As I said in the intro, I base this podcast off of conversations talking about work-life balance as it relates to five circles of relationships. So I'll go ahead and lay those out before we get going. And I say circle one is family. Circle two is the community where one was raised. That's kind of your K through 12 years, like ages five through 18. Circle three is a bit loaded, but it's college years, jobs that weren't artistically related, and then any kind of social groups you're in in the world, like church and yoga and those sort of things. Circle four would be your love life. And then circle five is what we're doing now. It's creative professional relationships, any collaborators and things like that. So again, I would love to have you back someday for a long form episode, but for today's short form, we might talk about all five of these circles, maybe just a couple of them apply, but let's just get into it. Are you ready? Right on. So let's start out actually at circle five and we'll work backwards a little bit. Uh, I already said in the intro, actress and voice actor. Do you mind? You don't care about the gender alignment. Do you actor, actress? Does that matter to you? I usually just say actor and it's just my own little personal thing because like if you're a doctor, you don't say doctress. Good point. And you don't say lawyeress. (laughs) That's a good point. All right. (laughs) If if you say athlete, you don't say athletess. But I think it happened. I've talked to so many friends about this because, you know, everyone's talking about gender these days. Obviously, my son's trans. I'm very aware of pronouns and all this. It's because possibly, you know, when you go to give the awards for best actor, I think maybe the women were being possibly a little discriminated against. And in order to make it fair, I think this is what some people propose is they, you know, they split the gender that way, just so that recognition and stuff like that is kind of more equal in the award ceremonies. But, you know, as far as when I describe myself, I always say actor, but 
you know, I guess. Got it. That's, that's just the way it is. No, I you love it. Saying? Thank you for that. No, that it's was the way it's rolling. It's a good insight to start us off with. And so for your circle five life, I would say like your professional creative life, that is what you're doing these days. You're voice acting. Yeah. Well, I'm an actor and I do film and television, but right now, obviously there's a writer's strike, but so that means in this day and age, it's mainly self-taping. So you need as an actor to create these little tapes to send to casting in your home by setting up a backdrop, um, lighting yourself properly. You've got to, um, of course, memorize the lines and prepare for your character and find a friend who can be your reader. Because usually we used to go in the casting offices and they kind of did all that for you. So anyway, right now, my life would be like when I get auditions through my agency, you know, you have to prepare for them and turn them around pretty quickly, sometimes even just the next day. So it's really pretty fast. And I also do voiceovers. So I'll have voiceover auditions sometimes that I can record from home, the auditions. But then when I get a job now, because COVID has sort of passed, we can go into the studio and, you know, record my jobs in the studio. I know some actors to record from home. They have a home set up, but I mainly record in this studio. Thank you so much for all that insight to begin with, because it's all about relationships. And you already mentioned a few people. You talked about self-taping. And Mm -hmm. so uh, along with your Circle 5 Life, you have an agent right now. You're not just like freelancing on your own and finding these voice jobs. Uh, Go ahead and name drop or shout out your agent. Oh, I love my agency, Central Artists, Laura Walsh. And um, she has a great assistant too, Erica McKissick. And like Erica is also a rock star. I know she's just the associate, but I feel like she's out there every day looking for work for me, submitting me, communicating with me. And I feel that my agent's incredible and just really loves everybody that she has in the agency. It's a smaller agency, but we get a lot of attention and support. It's almost like having a manager because they really are there for us. So I love my agents. That's so cool. Gosh, I follow you on Instagram, obviously. I'm seeing a lot of different things, but your Circle 5 sounds like it's mostly voice acting these days. I'll jump back into Circle 4. You already mentioned your son, because when I say love life for Circle 4, that would also include your children. So yeah. actually, I'll first ask the the romantic question. Are you currently seeing anybody right now? We'll jump into that very personal question oh, early on. Not, not right now. Okay. Not okay. right now. I am kind yeah. of focused on my career because I had done theater a lot in New York before my son got cast as a series regular on a show here in LA. But it was really... Go ahead and name drop. We name drop on this podcast. It was Good Girls, the show Uh girls and my son's Isaiah Standard. So before that, I was doing mainly theater. I was doing some voice work when he was little, but mainly theater. So when I came to LA to like be a stage mom for him and be with him on set, that's when I got my agent and I started getting more into film and television here. Yeah. So that's my focus right now is doing more acting and less voice acting, even though I love it and it's fun. It's just, you know, I had a long period of time where I was mainly a mom, you know, helping him. And now I'm ready to, you know, get back to my own career. So that's wonderful. And we'll dive into what this podcast is all about. It's that idea of work life, creative balance. Paint a picture of like, what's an average week like for you? You know, is it a lot of auditioning or a lot of recording on the phone with Isaiah a lot? It just depends. Like um, in this past week, for example, I had to record a voiceover, you know, and I just had to prepare for that, learn my script and go into the studio, record. It was pretty straightforward. It wasn't that difficult. And then um, because uh, auditions are slowing down, but sometimes like we help our friends. Like, so if I don't have an audition, my roommate did have an audition for a movie. So I was reading with her, you know, for the movie and helping her out. But because things have kind of slowed down because of the writer's strike, I've been working on my own one person show that I'm writing. So 
I took an awesome writing class with Kristen Hange, and she's an incredible writing teacher and creator, collaborator. And I've been writing this story because um, my late husband, Ben, had cancer. And the whole time he was sick, you know, he had such a positive attitude. And we just tried to live as creatively as we did when he didn't have cancer as when he did. And so we were making movies, we were producing plays, we were traveling all over the world. And of course, there were difficult times when we were just laying low and, you know, doing quiet things. But I just wanted to tell the story of that for people who, you know, have gone through um, being caregivers, have gone through cancer. And also um, during that time, my son was transitioning too. So just a lot was happening in that time period. And I decided to write a one person um, show about that so that I can connect with people who might be going through those similar experiences and, you know, maybe yeah. give them some positive, you know, I'd... ideas about how when these things, you know, when life kind of punches you in the face, it's like, what oh man, do? what do you do next? You know, like totally. how, what are some ideas of ways that you can respond in the moment to these really difficult um, things that come up in life? That's perfect. You're, you're already setting the landscape for the entirety of your episode because that was something I was wanting to ask you. And I love, we had, Chris and I had lunch uh, about a month or two ago oh, yeah. and she brought that up and I implored just like every one of her friends, she said like, you got to write that show, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's also part of your, you know, wheelhouse these days and something definitely. that you're, you're definitely working on. I wanted to get into helping me, the host and other artists when it comes to like work life balance. There's going to be time later to talk more about like kind of advice that you would give to other artists. But if you could give yourself a grade, you know, we're going to, yeah, work life balance, zero being not so great, 10 being I'm crushing it. I've got everything under control. Give yourself an honest grade. What do you think? You get one decimal Um, place. I only get one. Okay. So I would say like a seven or an eight. If nice. But if the strike wasn't happening and I was more busy, I think that would make me more happy. Mm-hmm. But because of auditions slowing down, if you're an actor and you're not happen to be on a TV show or something like that, the auditions really keep you sharp. And so, you know, taking acting class, which I take at BGB Studios, which is an incredible acting studio in North Hollywood, that helps because I feel that the issue when you're not auditioning as much or you're not on a show, I feel that you want to do deep work on your art every week. Even if you need to take a class or if you can't afford a class, maybe you get together with your friends and you really challenge yourself. You just don't do easy things that make you look good and that are fun. You take something really difficult and dive into it for at least three hours a week. And this is really a goal that I have for myself. And I've seen it really exponentially help me grow as an artist. And, you know, it doesn't have to cost money. You can get your friends together during the pandemic. I would you know, call my one of my good friends, Matt Zender from New York, and we've worked together for years and we would just do scenes together on Zoom. And that's how you can keep sharp and keep growing, in my opinion. Awesome. So it sounds like for you, it's like stay sharp, stay connected to other people yeah. that are creating. Yeah. And that, if since knowing you, does sound like a strength that you have. I mean, full disclosure, is there anything you feel like you could be doing better with with your balance or are there things like in the privacy of your own mind, you're like, oh man, I I should be. You know, I think I'm really, I love people and whenever my friends call me to help them with a self-tape or just to like help them out on their project, I try to always be there for them if I can, you know? Um, So I'm I'm good with that. I think sometimes like when I've been writing my one person show, it feels selfish Mm. or self-indulgent. And then I realize, wait a minute, this show is going to help so many people. So, you know, I try 
tried to get in the practice through Kristen Hange's class of even if you just write for 15 minutes a day, and you'd be surprised once you sit down for 15 minutes, you're probably going to write more. But you could be editing. I like to read my stuff out loud because I'm an actor. So, you know, it's not going to be like a book. So I'll like grab a friend like, hey, I've grabbed Poonam last weekend. I said, hey, we listen to 15 pages of my story. You know, does it make sense? Did this resonate with you? Was anything unclear? You know, it's like, I think as artists, sometimes we're waiting for that person to come perform with us or come say, hey, you know, we work with me. But really, it's you. It's you that creates that. Either it might just be by yourself or it might be just inviting a friend like, hey, will you just do this with me? Hey, let's collaborate on this. Let's work together. And I just feel like that's how everything ultimately happens as artists. I don't think we're in a vacuum. I mean, even a, a painter who might be sitting at home painting all day, eventually they got to go make friends with the gallery owner, right? Or they've got to connect to their audience or they might need a teacher at some point to help them get to the next level. So nobody does this alone. And, you know, just realizing that I think really, really helps. That's fantastic. And yeah, I think we are a little bit opposite in that way. And I've always appreciated you for that. This podcast recording today is a really great example. Kristen was knocking on my DMs on Instagram, like, hey, I want to collaborate with you this year. And just, yeah, I love how you've always been a champion of saying, hey, be a little more extroverted with your stuff. I did want to ask you, I also know from your Instagram that you're involved in like a dance class. That's oh, also something. Yeah. I just, so oh yeah, that's gosh. in your wheelhouse too. I so love it. yeah, break down what that's about and some of the relationships there. Okay. Well, when I was in my thirties, I used to run marathons and I was like always getting injured. Basically, <laughs> my doctor was like, what are you doing? You're hurting yourself. Like you've got to find another sport. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can go into dancing really late. I mean, I'm already in like my mid thirties, but okay, I'm going to, uh, that's it. I'm not running anymore. I'm going to be a dancer. So I started taking dance class in New York City and I was just standing in the back, totally a wreck. You know, the teacher's just like, I'm not going to bother you for a few years. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> let me catch up. Yeah. And I really tried, you know, I took class multiple times a week. And at first I felt very humble. I was like, oh my gosh, this I'm not good enough, you know. But then I realized it's great to have an art form that is not your profession. It kind of like feeds your profession. Because in dance class, I am definitely not, you know, I'm like maybe 20, 30 years older than everybody in the class. So it's more about just trying things, growing as a person, expanding, really like having the quote beginner's mind, you know, at, in my 30s. So now I've been doing it for about 20 years and I just love it. And, you know, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm going to dance on Broadway. That's not really the goal. The goal is just to feel that joy and um, collaborate and connect with other artists and challenge myself, push myself. So it's been, yeah, it's been one of my favorite things in my life. And I definitely do it every week. That's so fantastic. I, yeah, every time I see you post those videos, I'm like, she's just doing it. It's the epitome <laughs> of just like, don't even worry about it. Just go for it's it. Crazy mom. In no, the class. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Like, it's, I can kick. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you we're going to give you Kristen's Instagram information oh at the God. end of this. So please okay. be sure to check this out because she knows she's really in there killing it. You know what? Actually, we're probably close to a break. And uh, sure? full disclosure for listeners, it is hot in this yeah, room. Recording, sure. But I still want to ask this one last question before we go to break. I always have this 30 hours in a day thing where I say like, man, if there were just six more hours in a day, I'd be doing X. Is there something like that for you? I mean, it sounds like your plate is already very full, but is there another hobby, even if it's something not creative or just anything in your mind that says, oh, I really wish I could be doing this, but oh, there's just never enough time to get around to it. 
I've been enjoying meditating more and more. I feel like it really puts me in a good mindset to write. Um, like just clearing out some of your thoughts that are rattling around in your brain before you try to create just so that, you know, you kind of clear the, the slate so that you can be fresh and write something creative. So I, I am enjoying that. And um, I guess voiceovers were a way to, to originally it was just like, okay, I need a day job. But the, the point I think sometimes as artists is you got to find a way to make money that doesn't take up a lot of time. Because you're just going to be exhausted. And then when you go to do your art, you're going to be too tired or, or like you literally run out of time. So, I mean, everybody's different. Everyone has different skill sets. Maybe it means cutting back in other ways, you know, spending less money or developing a skill like voiceover where you'll make a lot of money in a short period of time. And then I have a lot of free time that I can, you know, pursue acting and, and do other stuff. That's really great. And we'll pick up on that more after the break. This is the Circle 5 podcast, having a great conversation with Kristen Johansson. We'll be right back after this. Hello, and welcome back to the Circle 5 Podcast. Kristen, how you doing? Hey, good. Good. We took a nice break when we got outside of this tiny room. We had some cooling beverages. <laughs> right? It's really good. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> well, I wanted to uh, go back to the last thing you talked about right before the break, because I love what you were saying, basically, that meditation is something that you'd love to yeah. incorporate a little bit more. And I love what you said about how it kind of opens up your mind to be able to write better. Have you started to work on the meditation a little bit more? Is like an yeah. app use or something? Or how has that um, come into your life? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to promote any particular one. I mean, Joe Dispenza has some nice, you know, guided meditations, I think. For me, the meditation is about being creative and it's about letting go of some limiting beliefs that we might have about being creative, which is all these circumstances have to be this way before I can be creative. It's sort of like, hey, let that go. We can just be creative now, you know, and just opening up to that energy of creativity, which is obviously all around us at all times. Even if you think you're in the craziest situation, it could be the best situation to be creative, <laughs> like right? Right? Like right now. <laughs> right. Because you, you're not in your normal thought process. You know, you're kind of in a weird situation and that challenges you to go outside the box, which obviously is going to be more creative. So letting go of these ideas. In fact, when you do that or when I, when I, I can speak for myself, when I do that, I feel that I'm kind of limiting myself and I'm a little bit boring. You know, I'm getting into some kind of routine or pattern instead of just being open to what's happening around me and incorporating and integrating that into what I'm doing. That's pretty cool. And uh, I guess my question for you then is, do you have like, like how I described before the break, how you are to me, something that kind of gets you out of your comfort zone, which is what you have done for me. Yeah. It was great. Do you have that equivalent in your life? Is there someone that helps you? Because what you just spoke of, it's a run-on question. It's fine, everybody. Uh, <laughs> what you just spoke about is something really great, which is that perfectionism thing a little bit and how people won't notice the flaws that we notice. Exactly. So is there is there someone you can think of or shout out that is that way for you when you might, you mentioned Poonam reading your stuff or- Oh yeah, Poonam's- Yeah, great. anybody else though that comes to mind of like- So many Kristen, people, yeah. honestly, luckily, like right now my teacher, Bill Prudich, my dance teacher is really wonderful that way about just being in the moment, letting things go. You know, Kristen Hange, who I mentioned, who's an excellent writing coach if anyone's looking for a good- 
um, writing coach, but it could be just a friend. Yeah. Who's like, come on, let's just do this right now. You know, Eric Poonam's very much like that. Like someone who just goes with the flow, you know, and you can even ask if maybe if you don't have a friend like that, you could say, hey, I'm going to read something to you. I just want you to listen. You know, because sometimes people give helpful comments, you know, <laughs> yeah. that just gonna, make yeah. you feel like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> now I'm really freaking out. You know? yeah. So, like, you can say, you know, to your friend, hey, does this just, I just want to know, does this make sense? Yeah. And when you do find those people that take you out of your comfort zone, it is really a blessing. Amen to that. So thank you again for getting me outside my comfort zone today. I want to move forward into um, a next idea, Kristen, which is I really love the theme of the podcast being about five circles of relationships. But something I've been doing are these little mini segments that I call circle six segments, because I like to say in relation to the theme that a sixth circle of relationships for artists is our relationship with humanity or the world at large. So you mentioned the writer strike before the break, but I won't make that your answer for you. But is there a topic in the world right now that has been on your mind? It could be about anything. Just mm-hmm. this could be the little soapbox couple minutes of the podcast. As you're thinking about your creativity and doing all your stuff, is there that six circle thing out in the world that takes up a little bit of your headspace these days? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, coming up for me as a woman who's in her 50s. So just finding those voices in the world in in work is not always easy to do. So, you know, the conclusion you kind of come to is, well, maybe I'm one of the people who should be creating. Being an actor my whole life and being a performer, you know, I'm always interpreting. I'm always collaborating, thinking about being the person who speaks up and say, hey, I have something to say. And I started talking to other friends who are in my age group. And some people would say, you know, I just wouldn't know what to write. I wouldn't know what to say. And honestly, I'm like, oh, I know what I want to say. So that made me start to think maybe I'm supposed to be the person who's doing this, which is terrifying. But um, to me, it's terrifying anyway. But um, speaking about being a widow, speaking Mm. about being a caregiver to someone who has cancer, um, speaking about being the mother of an LGBTQ kid, these are all things that I don't see as much out in the world or it might be like the widow is like really angry or like i don't know it's just like i'm not saying it's not out there but i don't see myself or i don't see my friends so maybe i need to be you know giving a shot at writing this or or continuing to collaborate and write and get try to get those voices out in the world i love that that's so great and you segued into what was going to be my next topic and question anyway because yeah i'll rewind this one again and say that This is the thing that Kristen and I have in common, and I think is the underpinning of why we are so close so quickly, is that we both lost a loved one to cancer. And she's already been talking about doing her one-woman show, which I really hope that you do, Kristen. But yeah, I'm going to frame it the way I need to ask it, because this is probably one of the reasons why, the deepest reason I started this podcast. When I'm talking about these different circles, I've had a struggle over the last few years, Kristen, of like collisions of circles. And I don't think I'm going to do this in every episode. (laughs) I don't think it needs to be about grief all the time. But it began for me back when my mother passed away in 2012. The year before that, I was living with my parents while she was going through cancer treatments. And when we talk about collisions of circles, the circle one thing was mom has cancer. Hmm. And the circle five thing was in 2011, I was booking a ton of wedding and engagement photography as a photographer. Mm -hmm. How perfect. And then I also had, to stick with my theme, everybody, a circle three thing, which is a friend of mine offered me some temporary work at an office nearby to help them file papers while they moved. All three of those things were happening simultaneously. And so I think you're the perfect person to do this short form with. I'm going to get all that out and Mm. probably maybe not repeat it for every single guest. But 
you understand, you relate because you lost your husband, Ben, uh, to cancer. So you touched on it during the first half of the episode. So now I'm going to turn over to you. And the answer, I guess, is already yes for you. But have you experienced that moment of a collision of circles when oh life brings so many different types of relationships together? Right. Yes. So if you don't mind sharing um, a little bit of what were the circumstances around, you know, Ben's sickness and how did that relate to possibly trying to work and be creative at that same time or not? Oh, or I'll stop talking now. There yeah. were so many things, um, you know, because at first I didn't realize, you know, he was really sick, but then he would be better for periods. So I continued to try to work. It was really difficult because as an actor, you know, you kind of got to if you're in a play, for example, that's really takes up a lot of your time. So I had to find ways to be creative that, you know, that I still could be his caregiver. And that was super challenging. So, you know, voiceover became more and more because it's shorter. You know, you just go in the booth for a few hours to record something generally. And dancing was great, too, because it was like taking a dance class, say, for two hours. So that was like, in my mind, a temporary solution, but it ended up going on for six years. And so when Ben had good periods, you know, we produced a play together or he was like, gosh, I can't get an agent because half the time I'm bald and half the time I'm not like when he was going through chemo. And I just really wanted to give him that gift of continuing to be creative. So we would shoot little short films together and he was a really good editor and, you know, my son Isaiah would be in them. And so this was like a family thing. You know, we'd make these little movies, we'd get our friends in there. And um, we actually did a really cool YouTube video if you want to look it up. It's called Stupid Things That People Say When You Have Cancer. Yeah. And we involved all our friends in it. You know, we shot it. So like all of these things led to finding creativity during a time that was really difficult. And it meant the world to him. You know, because that's really who he was. You know, he had he was a performer, too. And he felt so sad that he couldn't do what he loved to do. You know, so we're like, we're just going to be creative and find a way. That also led to my son wanting to be a professional actor because he was kind of in these little movies with us. And he's like, oh, acting's cool. <laughs> you know, it's a good way to make money. I think I want to get an agent. You know, he just had this really cute attitude. And we were like, oh, boy, another actor in the family. But, you know, he ended up becoming so successful as an actor. I mean, we could never have predicted it, you know, and he he auditioned for years. And I told him, you know, you're going to audition for a long time and not get anything. So we're not even going to take it seriously. We're going to do these auditions and then we're going to go get ice cream. It's like, what if I do a bad job in audition? I was like, first of all, there's no bad job. You just do it and we get ice cream and that's it. And we forget about it. So this went on for three years before. And then he. Yeah. got, you know, the pilot to do Good Girls and they're flying out to LA. Yeah, I was like, gonna... All these things happened. <laughs> so I could never have ever predicted out of our little efforts to remain creative during a really difficult time. That's so beautiful. And I, the only reason I wanted to jump in, just to, to give some uh, some calendar years to this, uh, just mm -hmm. to frame it, if you don't mind, when was Ben like first diagnosed and how long was this period yes. of, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't mind throwing some, and, and how old was Isaiah during this time? Mm -hmm. And So uh, we got married in um, 2010 and um, Isaiah was just about to turn six. And um, he got diagnosed a week after we got married with cancer. Oh, my so God. He, we were on our honeymoon. I was like, what's that bump on your leg? That oh, looks wow. really doesn't look good. He's like, oh, we got to get that checked out. And um, so he got diagnosed and he had major surgery within a month after we got married. I was like, whoa, OK, this is what's happening. And then he hung in there, you know, for six years. He only had like a 15 percent chance 
of living five years, but he didn't know that because he said, I'm not going to Google my cancer. Mm. And he asked his doctors not to tell him, but I Googled it. (laughs) I'm a little more realistic. I (laughs) I was like, I want to know what's going on. So he's just like, don't tell me. So he always operated under the fact like, I'm going to get better. And he was only 34 when he got cancer. So anyway, he lived till he was 40. Okay. And he passed away on 4th of July, um, you know, 2016. Oh, wow. So it's been a while now. It's been almost seven years, coming up on seven years. And shortly after he passed away is when Isaiah got on the show. And just to tell you a little thing about, like, uh, well, my manager kind of dropped me during that time that Ben was sick. And I was like, oh, wow, this is horrible. So I didn't tell Isaiah's agents that Ben was sick to protect him. And so when Ben died, I just said there was a death in the family. And then he eventually went back to auditioning because I think they would have thought he would be too overwhelmed. And I know that was a kind of a, you know, that was my own decision. But I just figured if he wanted to continue auditioning, I wanted that choice to be his. I didn't want the agents to say, oh, hey, I don't think you can handle this. You know what I mean? Thank you for sharing that. And it it sounds like you did a really smart thing in protecting Isaiah and making sure that he could still get the work. And it's it's worked out beautifully. And I'm going to toss this in there for for you anyway, that if you all catch, I don't know what episode, what season, but Kristen ended up in an episode of Good Girls. (laughs) So it all worked out for the entire family. And, um, And so I would just love to ask, you know, I said this episode may not include all five circles and all that, but given your story and, and what you just shared about Ben and Isaiah and that time in your life, I'm curious about your circles one and two during that time. This will help me personally because while my mother was going through her treatments, it was a very interesting spiritual and emotional shift where it's like, wait, now family is a lot closer. Why wouldn't they be? You know, mm-hmm. a loved one is going through something. Did you experience anything similar where all of a sudden your parents or Ben's parents were way more involved in your life than they used to be? And- oh, it's interesting. Um, my family lived closer than Ben's parents. They lived a few hours away. Um it's, it's funny, his aunt got very involved, and she was in Berkeley at the time, and we were in New York City. Um, my family really helped me by watching Isaiah when um, I had to be in chemo and stuff like that. But I think Ben wanted to present this face that he was going to get better, uh-huh. that he was going to beat it. And I think his family didn't almost didn't really realize how serious it was till closer to the time when he went into hospice. Um, so it's sort of interesting, you know, and... Friends were really incredible and helpful, and they loved Ben's kind of joyful spirit of continuing on, even though he had cancer, to do a lot of the things that he used to do. We loved to go partner dancing together, and we would go. Sometimes he was going through chemo, and he was tired, but he'd say, let's go dancing, and people would say, wow, cool, I like the bald look, man. Like, they wouldn't really understand what he was going through, and he would just play along and try his best to live his life and enjoy himself. He was a young man. He was in his 30s. He just wanted to have fun, you know? That's really wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I knew sure. I knew when we did your episode, I, I wanted to, to know about that part of your history. And so I'm really grateful that you shared it. And um, yeah, I think uh, the only question is, when are you going to write that one-woman show? <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm working on it. That's so wonderful. Yeah, it's coming together. So... Yeah, definitely invite you. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, everyone should go see it when it's time. Uh, I feel like there's really only kind of one topic or question I have left, and you did a great job of it in in the first half of the episode, but very open-ended, you know, when we're talking about work-life and creative balance, and Mm -hmm. as we just shared, like when other things end up colliding at the same time as being creative and wanting to be creative, 
I don't know, what kind of advice do you have for me as the host? Because, you know, to this day, I can still feel stretched out by the different relationships in my life. Dad text, brother text, oh, wait, I'm writing or I'm painting. You know, um, what do you you have for me and for our listeners as far as just work-life creative balance and how you keep it, keep yourself centered and keep it all together? And also, it's a very loaded question, but... Um, I think you have to honor your creativity. If you have something that you want to develop and work at... um, You might not be getting paid for it yet, but just carve out some time in your week and make a commitment to yourself to that. And you know what? Some people may not understand it. They may not understand it until it's done and they're just, they don't quite understand the process. And, and it's like, you, you know, just be loving to those friends and find the friends who do understand the creative process and who can support you. And, um, I would say maybe don't make the mistake of going to those friends who don't understand the creative process. It's like you're going to um, buy a bathing suit at a cigar store, you know? Like, uh, you're not yeah. going to find the kind analogy. of support you need. It doesn't mean they're not great people, but um, you need that support, too, to keep going. And um, that's what I would say. Just just find time every week to work on it. And if things get hectic, maybe you can only find two hours, or maybe you can even only find a half hour. But as time goes on, you'll see that it's all adding up. I think that's beautiful. Thank you for that so much. For and sure. uh, I do have one last question for you. And uh, listeners, I did not prep Chris- Kristen for it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, fumbled right. it. <laughs> I fumbled asking that question, but her reaction is going to stay in there because, uh, yeah, I did not prep her for this question. But um, I was just wondering if I could speak with uh, Principal Kowalski for a moment. <gasps> oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> Oh, Principal Karen. Yeah, Principal Karen. Um, oh, yeah. Last question for this episode. Um, Mallory, yeah. We, yeah I what, would love that. What advice would you give to your students about time management and making sure they get their homework done and all that? What do you think, Principal? Oh, you know, uh, I see these kids on the apps and stuff. And I don't know about that, but if you don't turn it in, that's the problem, okay? You find your own way to get your time managed, but if you're not getting things turned in in time, uh, you're going to be hearing from me, so let's get serious about this. But I love you, kids. I love you. Do your best. I believe in you, and I know you can do it. Awesome. Thank you, Principal <laughs> Karen Kowalski. <laughs> now, you need to go to Kristen's TikTok. She's on Instagram, too, but that is one of her many characters that oh, she Lord. portrays. And uh, <laughs> this has been such a beautiful episode. I um, Yeah, I think I do want to ask the quick hitters to end us, because uh, I do it for the long-form episodes, too. Sure? So, Kristen, these are fill-in-the-blanks, just to end us out very quickly. Okay. Uh, in the next 30 days, talk about work-life balance, in the next 30 days, I need more what? No right or wrong answer. Mm. <laughs> focus. Okay. And then the opposite. In the next 30 days, I need less. Well, distraction. (laughs) That's like, wait a minute. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Like just tuning in to what you know you need to do. You kind of know, you know, and then maybe sometimes um, when you're on TikTok for too long, just being like, (laughs) you know what? I could be writing right now. And how about I just set this down for a few minutes? That is perfect. So more focus, less distractions. Kristen, uh, where can our listeners find you and your work on the internet? Where do you like to be found the most? Oh, yeah, okay. go ahead, shout out your everything. Um, if you want to see my website, it's uh, kristenjohansen.net. Um, if you want to go on Instagram, it's underscore kristenjohansen. And if you want to go on TikTok, 
TikTok. I'm already Karen again. <laughs> TikTok, it's real fine hun, which is my grandma's phrase, real fine hun. So that's where I'm on. TikTok. I love it. Thank you so much, everyone, Thank for listening to. Thank you so to. much. It was so much fun to talk with yeah, you. Yeah, Kristen, I'm glad we did this. And again, you got to see the pictures on. Follow either of us on Instagram. You see this tiny room we're in, but this has been another episode. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Circle 5 podcast, conversation with Kristen Johansson, actor and voice actor from Los Angeles, California. If you can't tell, the new environment, recording in such a small space, had us laughing and giggling. I should have thanked her before thanking you for listening, but now you're listening to the official outro where I'll say thank you yet again. Before I sign off, please be sure to like, subscribe, leave a rating, comment, do whatever you can to stay connected to this podcast. If you're an artist and you're interested in being a guest on Circle 5, I'd love to have you. Whether you're a professional artist or a semi-pro artist still working on your goals and dreams with lots of aspiration, it'd be great to have you share your thoughts and experiences with our listeners. My information is in the show description, but if you'd like to jot it down, it's Mallory at Circle5Podcast.com. That's M-A-L-L-U-R-Y at Circle, the number five podcast.com. Shoot me an email and I would love to set up an episode for you. Thanks again for listening. My name is Mallory Patrick Pollard, and this has been the Circle 5 Podcast, a short form episode. God bless and take care until next time.